Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Badfellas, I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. lucky enough to enjoy a penthouse view from a billion-dollar casino like the Cosmopolitan or the Palms, you would see a vast and dazzling expanse unfolding before you, ribbons of yellow, gray, and crimson meeting the McCullough Mountain Range, bookended by the blue Nevada sky. This is the Las Vegas Valley. As the sun sets, the twinkling lights of the valley echo the hopes and dreams of the Strip, its population growing larger every day, wanting wealth and power by way of Vegas service jobs and high-stakes bets. While the valley itself is no sin city, it's not a beacon of virtue either. In fact, far from it. Today we'll be talking about a murder in the Las Vegas Valley, involving best friends, mafia movies, and of course, the bright lights of Vegas itself. Let's get into the murder of Jared Whaley. Carousel Park is a sun-soaked stucco housing development in the Las Vegas Valley, where 17-year-old Jared Whaley, his mom Patricia Knight, and stepfather Rocky Knight forge a new life together, now close to Patricia Knight's mother. Having relocated from Pomona, California, Rocky and Patricia are seduced by the opportunity for their own piece of Vegas's $8 billion a year economy. Patricia gets a new job at an exclusive jewelry shop on the Strip, whose millionaire and celebrity clientele become the norm. Said Patricia Knight, quote, shopping 24-7, gambling 24-7, who wouldn't want to live here? But as an adolescent, it was a tougher transition for Jared Whaley, to say the least. Jared enrolls at Silverado High School, an incoming honors student and competitive gymnast with ambitions of becoming a Marine. As freshman year goes by, Jared bonds with a fellow classmate named Matt Baker. Matt would say that at the time, quote, I had lived in 11 different places I can recall, but I lived at my grandmother's twice, so that means I moved 12 times, six places in California and five in Vegas. I had a good relationship with my mom, but not a very open one. She's not someone I could ever feel comfortable confiding in. Jared was the same way, moving around a lot, not too many people to confide in, and figuring out, through that, who he even was. Though Jared is outspoken and rebellious, Matt is withdrawn and shy. But at the end of the day, the two have more similarities than differences. Both love cars, weight training, and were raised primarily by single moms. Still, Baker and Whaley's biggest similarity isn't their age, or school, or history. It is their deep love for movies. Vegas mafia movies, more specifically. Goodfellows and Casino are their gospel, 
and they spent countless afternoons watching these iconic films on repeat, absorbing the culture, learning the dialogue, and perfecting their own mafia-inspired identities. Whaley is lucky to have a stable home, a bright future, and a best friend for life— that is, until March 2nd, 2004. A week after uncharacteristically aggressive Nevada rainfall, two ATVers out on a weekend ride frantically call 911. The Boulder City Police Department sends law enforcement to the ATV driver's location, a dry lake bed east of U.S. Route 95 and south of U.S. 93 in the Las Vegas desert. There, authorities find the earth washed away. In its stead is a soggy pile of trash bags, a skull, and two feet. This is no false alarm. This is a body. The grave was shallow, and after a week of drenching rain, the feet and skull, wrapped in green plastic trash bags, poked up out of the earth. The usually serene Valley ATV trail is now an active crime scene. When Boulder City Police Detective Jeff Lomprey arrives, officers have cordoned off the area and an excavation has begun. One by one, green plastic trash bags are dug out from the moist earth, revealing the victim, a white male estimated to be in his late teens to early 20s. The victim is naked, shot once in the back of the head and once in the chest. Some teeth are cut out of the victim's mouth. Lomprey is alarmed by the condition of the body. While he estimates it has been there for less than a year or so, it is badly decomposed. Thankfully, fingerprints and DNA samples make the body identifiable. The victim is 17-year-old Jared Whaley. Lomprey immediately breaks the horrific news to Jared's mother, Patricia. She is devastated but admits to some strange behavior that sadly might have led to this. Jared's personality and outlook has changed dramatically since they moved to the Las Vegas Valley. When he first started high school, Jared was hard to control but still driven. He'd never been into criminal activity or drugs, but things had gotten considerably worse between them. Whaley had been challenging his mother's authority, acting out, and breaking her house rules. In the past couple years, their conflicts escalated. So much so that Patricia admits to Lomprey that Jared went missing months ago, but she figured he had rebelled, was really angry at her, and would come home eventually. The previous summer, she adds, Jared had fled to Corpus Christi, Texas, to visit a friend on a local military base. Lomprey could see the sadness and regret in Patricia Knight's eyes. This time, Jared Whaley was not coming home. After giving them a couple days to grieve and process, Lomprey visits the couple once again. The Knights tell law enforcement about Jared's friend group, painting a picture of a Vegas mafia movie-obsessed group of teens, bad fellas of sorts, known as The Crew, a group of friends who could quote movies like Casino, Scarface, Ocean's Eleven, Reservoir Dogs, and the Godfather trilogy by heart. Sometimes Jared and Matt would even dress in dark suits, becoming their own version of the mafia quote-unquote type. Lomprey wonders about Patricia Knight leaving her missing son unreported. She'd only been married to Rocky Knight for a couple of years. Were the two fed up with their belligerent son? Or did someone in Jared's young friend group take their mafia fascination a little bit too far? The detective then asks Patricia and Rocky Knight for a list of Whaley's friends, and she gives the investigator an extensive group of names, including Stephen Stringfield, Abby Freinhagen, brothers Shane and Cody Myers, Gerald Wilkes, and of course, Jared's best friend, Matt Baker. Lomprey is surprised. The Knights seemed to know exactly who Jared's closest friends were, an attestation of the group's deep bond. Patricia Knight adds that Matt Baker, his mother Susan Baker, and Abby Freinhagen personally visited her and her mother at their home immediately after Jared's body is found. Baker asks them what happened, if there are any leads, and how his friend was killed. Susan Baker, Matt's mom, is livid for both Jared and Matt. She knows how much the friendship meant to her son. Susan Baker then looks Patricia Knight directly in the eye and says, quote, 
I want whoever did this to fry. Let's take a break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey guys, it's Tammy Merhep Chavez. And Bryce Mitchell Williams. We are the hosts of Hollywood Paranormal. It's a podcast about Hollywood true crime and the paranormal based out of Los Angeles, California. We spike this Hollywood cocktail with stories of true crime and its paranormal aftermath, along with dirty Hollywood scandals and secrets that make up this weird city of Hollywood and its surrounding areas that make up this crazy state of California. Catch our episodes every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Blueberry, and Stitcher. Life is too short to be normal. Stay weird with Hollywood Paranormal. All right, but you mentioned a cocktail, and now it's all in craving. Right, let's end this promo and get one. Yes. <sighs> Hi, hello, how are you? Hello. How are you doing? Hello. Well, we hope. We hope We hope that. For you and for us. We yeah. don't want you to not do well. But in that order, starting with you, <laughs> then us. Okay. Well, we prioritize. Yeah. You first, baby. Yeah. Hmm. Look at us. <laughs> very generous. Very giving. We like to give back to the community. We want to say thank you to anyone listening, supporting the show, mm-hmm. spreading the good word of ghost town thank you thank you we appreciate it we want to give a righteous shout out Mm -hmm. to our government keeping everything working Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the public works is working yep railroads railroads um, are working uh, steam engines are steaming department of water and power postal service traffic controllers traffic comptrollers those are different controllers yeah different we want to start with what we like to call the mayors. We do like to call them that. We like to call them the mayors. Mm-hmm. On this heist, we have on computer and tech, just just typing, just code breaking and, mm-hmm. and, and, and hacking. Catch mm-hmm. Ozell. Hi. <laughs> on explosives, 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 explosives. Just blowing things up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. knocking them down, blowing them up, knocking them down, down putting them back up again just wow, for fun, knocking cool. them right yeah. back down. Charlie Gilbert, hello, and on disguises. <laughs> that's right. 
Someone's got to be in disguises. Prosthetics, wigs, uh, fake mustaches, yeah. accents. Hats. Hats. Monocles. They can, they can get by any, impersonate any single person. Casey Weber. Hello. And the inside person. The one who is trusted by the banks and mm. the casinos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and by... The corporations, but they're the ones that make it all happen. Yeah, they're playing the most dangerous game. Destroying it from the inside <laughs> out. Ashley Matson. Hello. And who's the ringleader? That would be our governor. The one who pulls them all together and says, mm-hmm. hey, I know you're out of the game. Get back in the game. Yeah, you're retired. Not on my watch. And they're like, great, looking forward. He's like, I don't want to hear <laughs> that you're like, I'm, that's behind me. And they're like, no, no, we are good. We yeah, are, I have a family love now. money and yep. we, I would like money and I'm very, very bored. Um, <laughs> and it was like, all right, all right, thought I was going to convince you. Mm-hmm. Gets these ragtag group, to get yeah, ragtag group together. They're all coming out. They're backlit. They're coming off the horizon all in a line. So many bags. <laughs> so many bags of stuff. Coats. Why are there so many bags? <laughs> Why are there so many coats? So many bags and coats. It's like we're not, we're not no, going to the Antarctica. Cold. Yeah. So many bathing suits. What are so many bathing suits for? Too many James Bond movies. Yeah. That would be our governor. Avian Noble. You want no ads, no chit chat, bonus episodes, just the good stuff. Head on over to patreon.com slash ghost town pod seven days for free. Mm-hmm. Check it out. You can leave or you can support us in that way because you do support us in other ways by listening. And yeah, that's number one. That's number one. Baseline. But, love it. But if you want to go the extra like $2 mile. Please. Uh, yeah. Well, not, we, we will man. take it. We, will we, take we it. need it. We'll take it. That's one each. It's <laughs> yeah, one dollar per month each. <laughs> yeah. So think about you it. You should that see one. payday over yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. You should, ooh. <laughs> I was kindly given, I got some comp tickets for the Basquiat art exhibit. Yeah. I love, I love that 70s, 80s. New York City art, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, the Keith yeah, Herring, yeah, the Andy right. Warhol reminds me when I was Keith in. Herring is going to be at the Broad soon. Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, I you know I love that kind of stuff and uh-huh. uh, went to high school with him. Was in a play with the guy who did the voiceover because there was a movie I think it was called Downtown eighty one that mm-hmm. Basquiat is in, and I you know a lot of people from that era, the art mm-hmm. movement, the movie was lost for a while mm-hmm. and then it was found again, but all his audio was not usable. And this guy I went to high school with did the voiceover for it. So wow. that was pretty cool. It's a very cool art exhibit. So if you're in LA or you just want to check out some great art and information on Basquiat, it's kingpleasure.basquiat.com. Check it out. Amazing. Yeah. I was just in New Orleans for the first time ever, which I know I'm as shocked as you are that it's taken me that long to get there, but I was so happy I got there. I went on some incredible tours, which I will mention actually when we do episodes on some of the subjects of them because they were really great and I want to shut them up properly. But until we get there, I also say thank you to the New Orleans and Company, the New Orleans tourism industry branch that helped subsidize my trip. They have been nothing but wonderful. I suggest you guys all go to New Orleans too. We have some episodes coming up that are based on my trip to New Orleans. And if you need any recs, please hit me up on Instagram. I, again, I'm planning my trip to go back. I'm so excited to have gone there and so excited to share with you so much of what I have learned. I also want to say that we also have an Instagram comment based on our Sylvia Brown episode, if you remember that from last week, right? It's all a blur. 
<laughs> Jason's nodding. Yes, it was last week. It is from Johnny Eponymous. That's our friend Chris, who said, quote, love the episode on Sylvia. She was a friend of my dad's. He was supposed to go on the Toys R Us investigation. I have completely conflicted feelings on her. She had a legit gift. I witnessed it more than once, but she was also a fraud when the money got involved. Her story is really complicated by her own fame, fairly frequent drinking, and massive insecurities. And he also said that his dad said he'd believe her if she brought up something herself, but if you ask Sylvia Brown a question, she'd likely start improvising. And by improvising, I believe he is kind of insinuating that she would make things up. But I I love, again, we have this angle on the episode, obviously, because I think, you know, we're a little biased. We don't like people taking advantage of other people, especially people in vulnerable positions. So I think the episode is really focusing on a lot of the damage she did. And it was a lot of damage. But it's kind of interesting for me to hear a little bit about that she was actually helpful to some. I have one Apple Podcasts review <laughs> to read. Thank you. If you've ever left one, we appreciate it. Yes, good yes, or yes. bad. Mm-hmm. Or if you leave them anywhere, and if you leave them in other different places, if it's like have to be Spotify or Stitcher or, or wherever you leave them, let us know that you did so we can read it here. It's just mm-hmm. the Apple ones are the ones that get kind of culled together. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read a baddie, and because Bring I on. have a lot of a lot of criticism on it. Bring on the uh oh here. We, Jason never gets fired up until now, until this situation. So I can't wait. I used to like it three stars. <laughs> The stars never quite reflect no. the sentiment in We've gotten the kinder reviews. reviews with less stars <laughs> than this. Truly. Too many loud commercials just plopped in haphazardly, distracting and ruins the podcast. I know commercials are necessary. Please don't let them ruin this otherwise good podcast. Unfollowing for now. We'll check back in a while and see if anything has changed. It's from Goldie Stardust from the US and A. The volume of the ads we do not control. I mm-hmm. can only control the podcast itself and the levels itself. And I do my best to do that and make Mm -hmm. it all even. And if we include any audio in there. So understood. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure it is probably hit and miss. Unfortunately, you think it would be something they would sort out by now with with, with podcasting and and audio levels, but they're not plopped in haphazardly. They're literally in the same places that they literally have been for years at this point. Mm. In the before the podcast starts, is that weird? Is that haphazard? Pretty standard. Yeah, pretty and standard. And then right in the middle when we say, now let's take a break. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's not – I don't know if that's haphazard. Yeah. Because they don't that show up. That seems pretty ha- hazard. It seems – Yeah, there's no hap at all. <laughs> no. And if you're saying that's something that's new now, I either think maybe you don't really listen to the podcast or you just feel like venting or – complaining yeah but just be if you're like hey i don't like them in the two places they're always at every single the consistent two places they're at that's fine but don't say it's haphazard because it makes it seem like we're just in the middle of a conversation then an ad for like geico pops up yeah like a loud ass ad and you're like oh i'm they're literally so at this point if you listen long enough sounds like this person is you can kind of you know when they are yeah yeah. i'm ready to fast forward and I, i totally get that but don't lie no also there's an easy way to experience our podcast ad free yeah, patreon.com slash ghost town <laughs> no, like that, that's a good way to support us and not have to deal with that i get it i'm not a big fan of ads myself and the unfollowing for now we'll check back in a while nothing's going to change they're literally going to be in the beginning and the middle <laughs> yeah. unless yeah. It, unless there's something huge that happens they're they're going to be in the same spots they've been 
every single week for years on end. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that this is inaccurate. I don't know if maybe they're listening on a platform that just throws ads up. That's possible. If that's mm-hmm. true, that's not in my control. That's yeah. – but I've never heard it because I, I listen to these just to, you know, for – to check them. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard just in the middle of a conversation something pops up. So I, I don't know what to say about that. Mm. They're the beginning and the middle and they've always been. Makes me wonder if you used to like it when before yeah. we were born. I don't know when you used to like it then because it's always been this. Yeah, yeah. It's our one so. consistent thing. Is, I'm sorry if I got so alpha on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned into that Hollywood bad boy. <laughs> I said I left. You know, I said I left that that behind me years ago. No, now it's back. It's not just today. Like, not today. It's, it's back. So rock and roll. I know. Like, I'm a motorcycle like, man. Take me or fucking leave me, yeah, man. And or. Please don't leave me. Yeah. And also don't do the last part I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't mm-hmm. take me, but also don't leave me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I hope they check back and I don't know, maybe are a little more forgiving, but let's keep going with our episode today, I say. So we are back in the Las Vegas Valley as the murder of Jared Whaley is investigated by the Vegas PD and surrounding jurisdictions, Detective David Burns of the Henderson Police Computer Forensics Department starts looking into the search histories and online identities of each of the teenagers named. Almost immediately, they find information regarding Jared Whaley's murder. First, Burns unearths a series of online searches using the Google search engine for information on murder, homicide, and high percentages of unsolved murders, as well as a string of searches on a newspaper website for stories about Whaley's death. He then finds a chat room conversation where two accounts, calling themselves Vinny and Steve027, discussing digging holes in the desert and murdering someone. One of the screen names and all the searches lead back to the computer IP address of best friend Matt Baker, while the other screen named is registered to another teenager named Shane Johnson. While Burns is working on the computer forensics angle, Lomprey starts questioning Jared Whaley's friends. He realizes that with Johnson's influence, Shane Johnson again first introduced later in the investigation, these teenagers have the potential to be far more threatening than a wannabe mobster or musclehead. They were an aggressive group, drinking, drag-crashing cars, even doing what they called surfing, where someone holds onto the top of the car for dear life and tries to stay on as the car speeds through desolate desert. Everyone wanted to be the toughest guy, Jared included. According to friends, he could never chill out, never sit still. He was by far the strongest of them all, taking steroids and working out three hours a day. He loved setting things on fire, like bushes and mattresses, and was always pulling stunts. It's then that Lomprey decides that the only way he's going to get something out of these teenagers, aside from trashing Jared himself, is to scare them into talking, really talking. It's the one shot that they have for the truth. First, though, before that, they look into this new character, Shane Johnson. Burns and Lomprey realize that he's more dangerous than all of the others combined, and that they need intel before they can move forward. Another California transplant, Johnson came to the Las Vegas Valley as a clean-cut ROTC junior and eventually joins his older brother as an active white supremacist in the International Clans of America. According to his digital footprint, he meets Shane Myers in a weightlifting class and becomes friends with the whole group. Along with weightlifting, he is actively using his taser, which he keeps on him at all times, on others and himself, just for fun. This is, again, a piece of information we get on Shane Johnson and just about who he is. Shane Johnson clearly is angry. He is 
very strong, and he lives for a fight. Stephen Stringfield is the first closer friend to be questioned in the inner circle, and the police are prepared for him to be very resistant. He's grilled for hours, plied with threats and promises, including statements like, quote, I'll put you in with your fucking friends as cellmates for the next 25 years. But Stringfield, unexpectedly, is petrified of the cops and their line of questioning, and soon he gives a full and shocking confession. First, Stringfield admits that Matt Baker and Shane Johnson are the masterminds of the murder. When Whaley's body is found, Baker calls everyone to make sure that they will not talk. It's at this point that he makes extensive Google searches, including Whaley death and evidence needed to convict for murder. But before that, the friendship of Baker and Whaley, with the help of Johnson, is quickly coming undone. Baker wanted to be a gangster himself and has started dealing marijuana. Whaley wanted no part of the business, but pissed Baker off when he allegedly smoked some of Baker's stash. Baker was getting sick of Whaley doing meth and being egged on by the overly violent Johnson. It is a recipe for disaster. What compounded all of it was that Stringfield and Baker were both commiserating over rejections from girls, so much so that Baker sends Stringfield a message over AAM that said, quote, who do I kill? Soon a murder plot begins in earnest. Baker, Johnson, and the Myers brothers try to give Whaley Visine in warm beer, but it only serves to make him sick. So on October 14th, 2003, Matt, Jared, and the crew go to their local valley hang on Windmill Lane and Amigo Street, known as, quote, The Hill, a spot the friends often frequent to drink a lot of beer and mess around. That night, Baker, Johnson, Myers get Whaley incredibly drunk at the hill and drive him out into the desert. There, they rob, undress, and shoot the 17-year-old in the head and stomach, burying him in a shallow grave. He has interfered with their own story of organized crime, and for that, he has to pay. Wilkes and many other teenagers are questioned by Lomprey, corroborating the statements made by Johnson and Baker about attempted poisoning, facts about body decomposition, and drug dealing. While Stringfield and Wilkes did not participate in the October 14th murder of Whaley, they did know about the conspiracy to kill him. Day after Wilkes is questioned, Cody and Shane Myers are arrested at the Silverado High School bus stop. Shane Johnson is at home, watching live television coverage of that arrest, when police break down his door and arrest him. Matt Baker is then arrested after a SWAT team surrounds him and takes him into custody. Baker's one emergency phone call is made to the sophomore who rejected him months ago. He wants to tell her that he is innocent. Matt Baker is found guilty of murder with a deadly weapon and kidnapping and sentenced to 25 years without probation. Johnson pleads guilty to first-degree murder and is sentenced to 20 years in prison. Cody Myers, who pleads guilty to voluntary manslaughter, is sentenced to five years in prison. Shane Myers is found guilty and sentenced to 25 years for first-degree murder and kidnapping. Wilkes pleads guilty to conspiracy to commit murder and Stringfield to destroying evidence. Both are found guilty and are sentenced to six months in prison. And that is the story of the tragic and terrifying murder of Jared Whaley. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.